0: fellow Falcoholics. What is up? Welcome to the Falcoholic podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Knight at Falcoholic. Kevin, here to bring you the Falcons versus Bears week 11 game preview. We were tantalizingly close uh, to having a former Bears player on today. Uh, couldn't quite make the scheduling work. So unfortunately, you're just going to get me and, and my takes on the Bears, which of course, I uh, I like to think that I know, you know, a decent amount about every team. I've certainly done some research on the Bears and looked into them, but, um, you know, not an expert on the Bears. Don't claim to be, but we're definitely going to look at, uh, the basic matchups in this. You know, obviously, I'll be able to give more insight into the Falcons' side of things today. Uh, always try my best to get really knowledgeable guests on here. Unfortunately, it doesn't always work out because of scheduling, but we're still going to talk about it. We're going to use what we do know, and of course, uh, the first thing we know is the injury report for both teams. We'll check in with that. Uh, We've had two days' worth of injury reports. This will air before we get Friday's official status, but as of now, the Falcons are looking a little bit better on the injury front. Um, AJ Terrell has practiced two days this week, both limited on Wednesday and Thursday. The same with safety Eric Harris, who also has missed a couple games. Uh, Tight end Felipe Franks still not practicing. And today uh, on Thursday, Colby Gossett, the new left guard, he did not participate, but it is apparently for personal reasons, not injury related. So it doesn't seem like his status will be in question. For Week 11, so that's good news on that front. Obviously, we don't know if Terrell will uh, end up playing. That would be big for the Falcons. They've really struggled since Terrell has left. I mean, they've become the NFL's worst passing defense since then. Um, so, obviously, Terrell coming back would be huge. Uh, we'll see. He's been limited so far. I don't think they're going to rush him back. So, if he's ready, he'll play. And if he's not, then he won't. So, we'll we'll see uh, what happens there for the bears? There's a little bit more going on Uh longer list here. So we'll get to all of these names. Currently three defensive backs uh, limited in some capacity. We have uh, Dane Crookshank uh, with a hamstring injury. He was limited on Wednesday, but was uh, downgraded to DNP on Thursday. So I would say his status is definitely in question. Uh, Kyler Gordon, one of the top picks of the Bears in this year's draft. He was limited on Wednesday, but did improve to a full practice on Thursday. So it seems like his status potentially not in question today, uh, for this weekend at least. Um, we also have Kendall Vildor, another defensive back. Uh, most These guys are all, I think other than Crookshank, I think Crookshank is a depth safety, but I think the other ones that we've talked about are all... Uh corners, including Kindle Vildor, who uh did not participate on Wednesday but was limited on Thursday, so that's an improvement. Um in terms of other defensive players, the only other one listed right now is uh defensive tackle al Muhammad. Uh he did not participate on Wednesday or Thursday, so it seems like his status is definitely in doubt uh for this weekend. We also have a couple of offensive players. Uh, big one right now is uh, Tevin Jenkins, the guard for the Bears, former tackle who, after he transitioned to guard, has been actually playing super well. I think he's their like highest rated, the Bears' highest rated offensive player right now. Um, so Tevin Jenkins obviously would be a big loss. Uh, he did not participate on either Wednesday or Thursday, so his status definitely in question. That's de- that's one to monitor. Uh, Wide receiver Nikhil Harry was out Thursday with an illness after practicing on Wednesday. So we'll see how that changes. And then tight end Cole Komet uh, did not participate on Wednesday. He was upgraded to limited on Thursday. So again, something to monitor Uh, our running back, David Montgomery. Uh, didn't participate on Wednesday due to a personal issue. Was back to full on Thursday, so I don't think his status is in doubt either. The other one that I'll mention that who's not on the injury report because they just went on IR is running back Khalil Herbert, who of course is a major piece of the Bears' top-ranked rushing offense. He uh, is on IR now, so he's not going to be playing in this game. That's a big loss, uh, and you know I think the Bears are certainly happy to see David Montgomery back to full practice because that would be pretty dire if both of those guys were out. Um, so that's the current situation there. The bears dealing with some injuries in the secondary, uh, and also, you know, at tight end wide receiver and on the offensive line. So definitely some potentially notable players missing there. Uh, as always, we'll start with the Falcons on the offensive side of the ball, seeing how the Falcons passing game matches up with Chicago's pass defense. Um, in years past, the bears have been known for having an excellent defense this year I think they started out fairly strong um but have since sort of fallen off especially over the last 3 weeks bears have allowed uh, allowed 49 points in week 8 35 in week 9 and 31 in week 10 uh prior to that uh, I think they had held opponents basically under 30 all the way through week 7 and hadn't allowed more than 30 points so you know you could definitely tie that to the loss of Roquan Smith and of course the uh trade of Robert Quinn the edge rusher as well they've lost they lost two of their best players so they they're definitely not as good as they were still 25th overall in points allowed uh 15th in yardage so bears defense not a bad unit uh, i think they're getting worse um on the passing side though uh interestingly they they are 10th in passing yardage allowed they've only Uh, Allowed just over 2,000 yards. However, they have faced the fewest passing attempts of any defense. So that's very notable uh, because if you look at their efficiency allowed, uh, they're allowing 7.0 net yards per attempt, uh, which is 29th in the NFL. So if you look at the raw stats, you might think this is a decent passing defense to to even good passing defense. But because they face such a low volume of pass attempts, They're actually uh, bad in terms of the efficiency metric. So I think this is probably a pretty vulnerable pass defense, particularly now without, like I said, Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn up front. I think they do have some intriguing players in their secondary. Um, Rookie safety, Jaquan Brisker is a guy that I liked a lot coming out. Uh, Kyler Gordon at corner, someone that I liked as well. He's had an up and down season. Um, But... So you would think this is a game where the Falcons weapons on the outside could could take advantage, right? Drake London having a great rookie season. Lamide Zaccheaus really having a standout season. Um, Kyle Pitts, we know what he can do if he's has accurate targets. Um, what I'm all going to, you know, trying to get to here is that this is, you know, now up to Marcus Mariota to really take advantage of what's probably a weakened uh, struggling pass defense. And this unit without robert quinn up front now they're they're a lot weaker in the pass rushing department than they have been uh than they were to start the season this is a vulnerable defense and i think this is definitely a matchup that the falcons on paper you know you just look at their weapons and you look at this is not a a, you know tough pass rush to go against it all sort of lines up to being wow this is you know this is actually an advantage that the falcons should have in the passing game but you know can mariota get back on the horse essentially and we've been talking about that all week can mariota get back to to being efficient you know we we know that's never there's never going to be a high volume of passing attempts but it was a disaster on Thursday night football uh so we'll we'll have to see if if mariota can recover but this is not a difficult opponent in theory um so i think if mariota were to struggle again this week against what should be you know, a defense that is certainly vulnerable given giving up, you know, thirty plus points in each of the last three games, if they can't move the ball through the air, uh, that's definitely gonna cast even more doubt on Mariota's status going for going forward. But I think this is a good opportunity for him to have a bounce back game. And he needs to do that if he wants to hold on to that uh starting job for any amount of time. Um because despite what Arthur Smith said, I think that we're very close to seeing Desmond Ritter if, if Mariota doesn't write the ship here soon. Um you know, the, with the weapons, I think the Falcons should have the advantage on the outside. Certainly without Roquan Smith there, the Falcons should have the advantage in terms of uh, Kyle Pitts versus their linebackers and safeties. I do think the safeties are the strength of the Bears defense right now. Eddie Jackson, we know how good he is. We all, Jaquan Brisker, I just talked about their rookie safety guy that I really liked, but certainly a vulnerable group. And then up front, they're just not the same. Um, you know, they've been in the past and you know, they don't have Khalil back anymore. They just traded Robert Quinn. It's a very different looking defense up front. And um, the Falcons offensive line is obviously bad at pass protection outside of like Chris Lindstrom and Jake Matthews. Um, and, of course, Caleb McGarry is having a better year, but still not great in pass pro. But this is not a, a dangerous pass rush. Um, so I think that the Falcons should still have the advantage in that area as well. Um, we'll have to see. You know, we'll have to see how how they manage. But as of right now, you know, for for reference, the number one sack generator for the Bears so far is safety Jay Jaquan Brisker with three sacks. Roquan Smith, who's no longer there, was second with two and a half. Um so the Bears are not getting pressure without blitzing, uh, for the most part, which should sound pretty familiar to Falcons fans. So Again, this is a, I think a matchup that the Falcons should be able to exploit, but we'll see if if Mariota can salvage his season essentially and take advantage of a weakened opponent. You're back at home, you know. Um, we'll see how that goes. It's gonna be it's a very important game, obviously for Mariota and the team as a whole. Uh, switching gears to the Falcons' rushing attack versus the Bears' rush defense. This is definitely a matchup that you would expect the Falcons to win. Um, there's no you know lack of clarity with the bears uh their run defense is one of the worst in the league uh they are 28th in yardage allowed uh last in the nfl in rushing touchdowns allowed with 17 uh they allow 4.7 yards per carry which efficiency wise isn't as bad as their other marks uh that's 23rd but they've also they have faced a ton of rushing attempts i believe they are 29th in rushing attempts faced so this is a, a Bears defense that is very vulnerable to the run, and the, the Falcons need to take advantage of that. Um, again, even with Roquan Smith in there, they weren't the best run defense, but now without him, uh, they've, they've forced a lot of young players onto the field uh, for Chicago. You know, linebackers... Uh, I think Nicholas Morrow is the only linebacker that I can see, according to PFF, that's played more than 150 snaps this year. Obviously, Roquan Smith would have been the major snap getter. Um, Jack Sanborn is another guy. Uh, Joe Thomas, veteran. Uh, So they they do have some guys back there, some veterans, um, some players that certainly can uh, step up, but they've been a bad run defense so far, and it starts up front as well where... Uh, familiar face, Mike Pennell, uh, the uh, the nose tackle for the Falcons, played for the Falcons last year. Uh, he hasn't had a great season for them so far. Uh, Justin Jones, they're another one of their interior players. Uh, Angelo Blackson, these are all guys that have, have played. You know, Armon Watts has been a little bit better for them, but um, those three guys I mentioned before, Watts, all for uh, with a forty-one or lower PFF grade, and those that's you know very bad. Um, and their edge rushers, they just don't have a lot there right now. Dominique Robinson, uh, Robinson, I think, has been a, a very intriguing rookie uh, guy that I liked coming out. He's been better as a pass rusher, but as a run defender, liability. Uh, then they've got guys like Travis Gibson and alkadine Muhammad who uh, hasn't participated in practice uh, this week, so that's even you know a, a even more dire depth situation there. So this is a a very vulnerable front a very vulnerable front seven. Um, they're just not a good run defense overall. And you have to think the Falcons are really going to try to establish this run game and get that, that run blocking back on trap track. track uh, Colby Gossett and drew Dalman really struggled against the Panthers. Uh, they need to get those guys run blocking as much as possible and not pass blocking, particularly drew Dallman. Um And hopefully Cordell Patterson back to full strength this week. They could give him some more carries, get him going a little bit more. Uh, really lean on that run game because that's the only way they're going to beat a lot of these teams going forward is is by uh, generating that, that ground game. Uh, very important for this Falcons offense. So I think overall Falcons have the advantage on offense uh, here, despite everything that we've seen over the last few weeks. The Falcons really struggling, still 12th in scoring. Um, they, they This Falcons team has managed to put up points outside of a few weeks. Um, the last two are were two of their lowest, or well, they are their two lowest scoring outputs, um, so you would you think based on looking at their total stats they should be better. We'll see if that happens, um, but uh, I, I do like the matchup on offense for the Falcons. This is this is a defense they should be able to take advantage of this week. Uh, going over to the defensive side, you know the Falcons defense we know it has been a huge issue all season. They but in some ways. In some ways, it's complicated because I think some of us expected the defense to be better, but still not a good defense. Whereas expectations for the offense were very low, and that's been great. So it, it it's tough to evaluate fully, particularly with how poor the offense has been playing the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, I think the defense did enough against the Chargers, certainly to keep them in the game. Even against the Panthers, where they were getting run all over, I think the Falcons' defense kept that game well within. The realm of, of a winnable game of a situation where they had a chance if they had put even put even another drive or two together in that game they just didn't um, so the Falcons pass defense versus the Bears pass offense uh, this is a a pass offense for the Bears that is not good um, I, I think Justin Fields is certainly having a little bit more success there but looking at the numbers the Bears are 32nd in passing attempts they do not throw the ball, uh, and they're 32nd in yardage with just 1,281 1, passing yards so far. That's, you know, the Falcons are, are 30th, uh, and they've got al- uh, almost 300 more passing yards at this point than the Bears. So very, very low-volume passing game for Chicago. Um, you know, you, th- you think about the Falcons again. Falcons have 231 passing attempts, and they're 31st in attempts. The Bears have just 208 uh, again, like 20 fewer passing attempts so far. Um, so these are two teams that, that don't throw the ball very well or, or much at all. Um, the bears in terms of efficiency, haven't been good either with the passing game 5.3 net yards per attempt, which is 30th. So, um, the passing game, not a huge factor for Chicago. I think it's been, it's been a little bit more interesting, but this, this team has not crested 200 passing yards in a single game this season. The Falcons for as low volume as they've been, I think they have three 200 yard passing games so far. Uh, yes, they do. So again, Falcons aren't exactly lighting the world on fire, but the bears are, are even less. So um, they have two games where they've thrown for less than a hundred yards. So This is the rare scenario where you might say like, wow, the Falcons pass defense might actually be able to do something here. And, you know, it's tough to say like the the Falcons passing defense, um, they have faced a very high volume of passing attempts. They are 32nd in the NFL in passing yardage allowed. They're also 31st in efficiency allowed in terms of net yards per attempt. So this is a bad pass defense. They have been down AJ Terrell for three games, I believe at this point, they lost their other veteran starter in Casey Hayward, uh, at the same time that AJ Terrell went down. So they've had to get by with Coriola Armstrong and throwing a lot of other players into this lineup. Um, it's possible AJ Terrell comes back this week and you certainly feel better about this unit, a lot better with AJ Terrell in there, even though he hasn't been having a, a tremendous season so far. Uh, Rashad Fenton had had to play, you know, a week after he was traded for. Um, it it didn't look great. There were certainly m- some mistakes from Fenton there, but I think he was better than Cornell Armstrong. Um, so that is something to monitor too. Does he continue to start on the outside, or do they go to Darren Hall, who I think has been the better of the, of the Falcons' depth options at corner so far? I've actually been pretty impressed uh, with Darren Hall overall. Um, he just, he's not getting targeted a lot, but I think that's because his coverage is pretty good. Um, so, you know, I, I like it. Uh, I, I like what we've seen from Hall so far. Um, other than that, you know, Isaiah Oliver, I think, has has been playing better, particularly as a run defender. We're starting to see that spark back from him. So it's possible that he's finally getting back closer to full health. Um you know, the safeties, the Falcons' safeties are fine. I think Richie Grant has continued to, to have a pretty solid year, definitely an improvement over his last season. Uh, Jalen Hawkins, again, has been a solid starter for the most part. So not huge liabilities, but there's just with, with AJ Terrell and Casey Hayward out that cornerback room went from, you know, struggling because there's no pass rush, which is the other side of the coin here to, Oh, this team is just really bad. Like now we're having problems all over the place. So, um, the Bears don't throw the ball a lot. They do have some quality weapons. Uh, you know, Darnell Mooney is a guy that makes some some circus real catches, and he's going to get some targets certainly. Cole Komet has really been coming on over the past couple of weeks at tight end. Uh, he w- he missed a day of practice, so we'll see. You know what his status is. Um, the Bears' offensive line in pass pro notorious for being bad. Um and without Tevin Jenkins in there, you certainly don't think that's likely to get any better. You know, we'll see what recent trade edition Clay- Chase Claypool can do for them. Um but at the end of the day, this is not a team that's gonna try to beat you with the pass, which is probably best for this Falcons team considering their their woes against the passing game. Um the rushing attack is the complete opposite though for the Bears. They are the the NFL's number one rushing offense, both in terms of Basically every stat you could think of they are number one in attempts, number one in yardage with over 2000 yards already on the season and number one in yards per attempt uh, at 5.6 per carry. This is a very, very dangerous run game. Um, the best in the NFL right now. And a large part of it has to do with Justin Fields. Um, the Bears have rushed for over 200 yards in. Let's see. 7 games, 7 of their 9 of their 10 games. They've rushed for over 200 yards, which is very impressive. Um Justin Fields has been on an absolute tear as a rusher, just ripping off these long runs over and over again and just being really dominant. He has uh a pretty incredible what is it now? Uh he's up to almost 800 yards rushing uh at 7.2 per carry, so that's certainly a a big deal, right? Um, he has the third most attempts of any rusher on that team. Like I said before the show, uh Khalil Herbert was definitely the better of the two Bears running backs, um, even though David Montgomery is the one that probably has more like name recognition. Uh Herbert was averaging six six yards per carry. Uh he is on IR, so we're the Falcons are not gonna see him. David Montgomery had more carries uh than Khalil Herbert still. Um, but he's averaging just three point eight and really struggling there. So um it's basically Justin Fields that you have to worry about if you're the Falcons. Um, because David Montgomery hasn't been great. Um so and the Falcons to their credit, uh their run defense has been better than the past defense. Uh the Falcons are eighteenth in rushing yardage allowed and eleventh in yards per carry allowed. So they they have given up some yardage. I think you know, you look at games like the Panthers game and you're like, wow, they got dominated. But on a per carry basis, that game was was an exception. You know, that was maybe their worst game that they've had against the run. But overall, the Falcons have faced pretty good number of rushing attempts, um, but have managed to sort of keep the yards per carry low. So we'll see if that can continue and they they sort of need that to happen. They really have to limit the rushing attack of the bears, because if you do that's, that's basically what they, they do on offense. And if you can shut that down, then you're much more likely to have success uh, (laughs) stopping this bears team. But considering how good the bears are, I expect them to, to be able to move the ball on the ground. And I think that's definitely an advantage for the bears going into this game. Um, And we'll just have to see, this is a real, real challenging test for the Falcons uh, going up against such a talented runner in Justin Fields. Um, You know, we'll see how big the loss of Khalil Herbert, the potential loss of Tevin Jenkins for this game is for Chicago. Those are two key pieces in their rushing attack, but they still have Justin Fields and they still have David Montgomery, who despite a down year for him, is, is still a good NFL running back. So, you know, going into this one, it's tough to be too confident in the Falcons, right? Because they, they should have probably lost all three of their last three games. They did manage to to beat the Panthers, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but that game was blown by Carolina and should have been an L. Um, and then they did lose to the Panthers. And before that, they lost to the Chargers in another game they should have won. So it's tough to have a lot of faith in the Falcons right now. I, I think this is a, a logical game where this team bounces back. You know, they're back. They are at home um, going up against a team that has problems defending the run. A team that doesn't rush the passer well and that doesn't have a particularly good pass defense. I think it's all lining up for the Falcons offense to have a bounce back game in this one. Defensively, I don't know. I think the Falcons defense has always sort of done enough that if the offense has a, a solid to good game that the Falcons will be in it. And I think that's probably what we're going to see in this game. I don't think the defense is going to shut down the Bears or really do a ton there. But I think they'll they'll limit it enough and make enough plays that the Falcons will have a chance to win this one at the end. And and you know if the Falcons run game can can do what we think it sh- it should and and the passing game can do enough, I think this is a game that you know there's a reason the Falcons are favored. They're three and a half point favorites last I looked. Um, and I think this is a game that the Falcons should win. We should expect them to win, but I I wouldn't think that it would be comfortable. The Bears are nowhere near the pushover that I think a lot of people sort of thought they would be. Uh, after watching the start to their season, um, and you know, and, and even that, you know, the, the Bears did win a couple games early. I think they've looked better as a team since the start of the season, but they've been, you know, bad. They've they've lost six of their last seven, um, and that includes, you know, that they, they've played some tough opponents in that stretch. You know, they had to play the Vikings, the Cowboys and the Dolphins who all are looking at looking like playoff teams at this point so it's tough to get a good read on this team but the Bears defense is a big liability for them now and I think it's continuing to sort of get worse um so we'll see if the Falcons can take advantage and this is really Mariota has to have a bounce back game here I think if he wants to hold on to the starting job um because I think this is a weakened opponent this is a team that you should be able to move the ball against and if you don't it's going to introduce a lot of questions um but for the record, I do think the Falcons have the advantage. I would predict the Falcons to win this game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be something along the lines of like Falcons twenty-seven, Bears twenty-four, something in that approximate range. Um, but I think the Falcons being at home against a team that has issues stopping the run and can't really stop the pass either all that well. I think it's a it's a situation where it's a classic bounce back for the Falcons who are really good at hovering around 500 and I think they will continue to do that this year, but very important game for Atlanta because I think they can't really afford to lose any of these next three. These are three of the easiest games on their schedule left. Maybe the easiest three left on their schedule at this point, they sort of have to win out. I think if you want to keep hope alive for a potential playoff run Um, and even that might not be enough, but certainly if the Falcons can go on a streak here, We'll feel a lot better about them going into the bye week and and we'll see what happens with Desmond Ritter and, and Marcus Moriarty going forward. But um hopefully this team can can do enough to to get the W against the Bears this weekend. Um because I think the Bears are improving. Will they be improved enough? That's the big question. The Falcons, you know, if they could get some of these secondary pieces back, that would be nice. Um, but we'll have to see how it goes. So That's the game preview, guys. Falcons versus Bears week 11. Uh, Again, apologies for not having a Bears guest this week. We tried to make it work, but uh, scheduling conflicts. But, of course, we will be back uh, immediately following Sunday's game for the post-game show on the Falcoholic Live, which you can catch on YouTube uh, if you haven't seen that show before. It's also on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. We just recorded an episode uh, with Dave Cho, a.k.a. the Boss Man, a.k.a. the Falcoholic himself, breaking down a lot of interesting questions, delving into the, the Mario to Ritter situation and the Falcons chances of making the playoffs and all that. So you can check that out on YouTube and on, of course, the podcast platforms as well. Uh, so for those of you listening to the audio, please do leave us that five-star review if you're so inclined. Uh, that helps other people find the show. It helps the the show show up on various things more. Um, we really appreciate that. So thank you guys so much for doing that. Uh, for those watching on video, please like and subscribe. Those numbers also help us out for all the same reasons I just mentioned. Uh, if you're a big podcast listener or video watcher, uh, you could support the show on Patreon if you want to help us out financially in a small way. We appreciate that. Uh, it also gives you some perks like exclusive Early access to these podcast episodes before they come out on platforms. Uh, they're also ad-free and at full quality. Uh, so if you're a big audio file or someone that really hates ads, like myself, easy way. Uh, all all, plat- all all patron tiers right now are getting access to that stuff, uh, as well as some other cool stuff, including fantasy leagues and our patron Q and A sessions. Uh, and there'll be more stuff coming in the off season as well. So keep an eye out for that. But guys, I'm Kevin. Knight App alcoholic. Kevin, thank you so much for listening, for watching the Falcoholic podcast going into week 11. Let's hope for a big Falcons W on Sunday. Until then, guys, enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll see you for the Falcoholic Live's postgame show, Uh, hopefully talking about a win because it's been a minute. (laughs) All right, guys, have a great day.